At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. to the Lombardi line. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you live from the South Point Hotel Casino and Spa. Hour number two of the program. All kinds of NBA news flying around this morning. But uh, Wes, we've also got baseball that is going to start in about 15 minutes. It'll be the Marlins and the Cardinals 10.15 a.m. Pacific time, 1.15 p.m. Eastern. Sandy Alcantara will face Johan Oviedo. And St. Louis has dropped to fourth place in the division. It wasn't that long ago this this team was on top in the NL Central but they're only four games back it's pretty tightly packed in the NL Central now the Marlins were a slight road favorite here today behind Alcantara but it has flipped here at BetMGM now St. Louis a short favorite at minus 115 and you've got a low total of just seven and a half yeah and and we've seen uh, so far with the two games in the series both were under six runs on Monday and just three runs last night under is getting bet here this morning, and I think rightfully so. This is those early getaway getaway game day unders uh, early in the day. Usually you see some quicker games. Sandy Alcantara, as you mentioned, on the bump for the Miami Marlins. 14 starts this season. Actually was at one point in the Cardinals organization. Four and five record on the season. 339 ERA, 364 on the XFIP. Uh, obviously, if he was with a better team, he'd be a favorite every time he stepped out on the rubber, but he has not been so far this season because he's with the Miami team that really lacks a lot of punch 
at the plate. Miami entered last night, I think, averaging only about 3.9 runs per game. That was the seventh lowest in the league. So Miami really doesn't they don't really send send uh, shivers down your spine in terms of that batting lineup. So I you, like a couple of their pitchers. Though. Yeah, they're Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, and Trevor Rogers. They've got a very good young staff. It's just can Miami, you know, with Derek Jeter now there and new ownership group, can they go ahead and actually keep these guys and try to build a franchise? And then instead of okay, we win right away, and then we get a fire sale and start all over again. Uh, you look at Johan Oviedo. He is a rookie for the St. Louis Cardinals. He has not been very good this season 0 and 2 record 572 era 517 on the xfip cardinals bullpen actually has the highest fielding independent pitching in the league so if you want to bet st louis you probably want to go first five in that regard but i actually do like the under here i think it's rightfully placed it's gone from eight to seven and a half now and if you're interested first five you're not going to get a lot of fours in the market and, and not here at BetMGM. It's three and a half minus 120. I think four is kind of a key number. So if you want to bet the first five under, try to see if you can find a four at three and a half, even at plus money, I wouldn't be interested. But I do agree with the move on the under here, which you can pretty much get seven and a half across the board. All right. About an hour from now, it'll be your Cincinnati Reds in Milwaukee to take on the Brewers. 11-10 Pacific, 2-10 Eastern. Tyler Molly versus Freddie Peralta. Milwaukee's tied for first in the NL Central with the Chicago Cubs. The Reds are only three games back. Cincy has won five in a row, Wes. I know you're celebrating that. The Brewers have dropped two straight, but they're a pretty decent-sized favorite here today at Miller Park, all the way up to minus 150 at BetMGM. Eight is your total. Yeah, all of a sudden you've seen the Reds come to life here on the road uh, with uh, two wins so far this series, 10-2 to on Monday, 2-1 to last night, a pitching duo, Luis Castillo. Castillo, arguably his best outing of the season. Finally. So, yeah. Tyler Molly against Wiley Peralta. Peralta is the favorite here, but 232 on the ERA, 341 on the XFIP, and he's also had a lot of luck. You know, Brady, when I talk about that batting average balls in play type of number, Wiley Peralta, 175. That is astonishingly low. About three is kind of the average pitcher in Major League Baseball. So that is gearing me toward Tyler Malley and the Cincinnati Reds here. And you can get close to $1.30 in the market, depending on if you want to go full game or first five. A lot of times I split first five and full game. First five is a little bit less in the market right now, plus 120 at BetMGM. But that's the direction I'm going to go here with the Cincinnati Reds. I think Wiley Peralta is due for a little regression. I know people are going to gonna bet Milwaukee here to be the anti-sweep play, but I think the mm-hmm. Reds get the sweep here in Miller Park. All right, a sweep on the road of the Brewers for Mr. Reynolds. The Rays at the White Sox. This is probably an opener situation for Tampa Bay. Ryan Yarbrough versus Lucas Giolito for the Chicago White Sox. And we'll get to this game a little bit more here as we roll through the program. I did play the under here. I played it under eight, and it is bet down to seven and a half now. I really like the eight. I don't know if I would go after it at seven and a half. This is the Lombardi line. Wes Reynolds and Brady Cannon with you on VSIN, the sports betting network, and time to shift over to the NBA, which has really dominated the newswire this morning, and we bring in our senior analyst here at VSIN to discuss the association. That is Jonathan Von Tobel. You can follow him on Twitter at MeJVT. Just another calm morning in the world of the NBA, huh, John? 
Yeah, I had the uh, the late night shift yesterday with Tim Murray, so I had the audacity to sleep in past 6 a.m. today. Guys. And, you know, I, I, <laughs> How I, I dare you? I wake up at 6. Oh, it was ridiculous. I wake up at 6.45, and, you know, everything's going insane. It's, it was nuts. Uh, this might go above your head, but it was like the SpongeBob episode where everything's on fire in his brain, and they're just trying to figure out what's going on. Like, I, I couldn't keep up. It was nuts. Well, let me ask you. I, I mean, you know, it's still going. Wes just walked out of the studio, you know, at a break there, and he said, you know, he came back in about 30 seconds, and he said, did I miss anything? Um, what have you kind of taken away from all this? Obviously, the Kawhi Leonard news is just awful, uh, and we've had an unprecedented amount of injuries, and it's been reported by some folks at ESPN. The actual numbers of stars that have missed games or are now going to miss the rest of the playoffs, and it's absolutely unfortunate. Obviously, it affects the betting market in a big way what have you kind of taken away from all of this initially john so uh, well first off it's funny you mentioned this Brady, because i was i'm writing our game notes for today it's going to be up in less than an hour but i want to say this first and foremost what i think is most disappointing about all this is this comes on the heels of kevin durant's incredible performance last night to the point where it's 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 like an afterthought right of what we saw from kevin durant yesterday so that's actually the first thing i thought about and that's kind of the lead of my piece this morning which is don't let all of this you know distract you from the fact we saw an all-time great performance yesterday but to your overall point like yeah you know it sucks and look i'm a clippers fan Right. So, uh, you know, I've watched what has happened with this franchise. You know, the 3-1 series lead to the Houston Rockets. We have seen the postseason struggles, you know, with the Chris Paul-led Clippers teams all those years ago. Like, this sucks for that team. It sucks for the franchise, the fan base, and just where they were headed. Just the fact that I thought at least, look, I bet on the, this Clippers team before the series started. I thought that, you know, it was a calm, cool, hey, man, two games. Let's see what happens. You play a best of seven. And they really figured something out there in those two games in Los Angeles. They were in the driver's seat for this series. They had figured out a lot of stuff on the defensive end of the floor, which I think to a certain extent is replicable without Kawhi Leonard. But it just, it sucks. And it sucks when you see series and seasons get derailed by injuries like this. We saw a Denver Nuggets team, right, that I thought was actually going to be my Western Conference pick before Jamal Murray went down with an injury, get derailed by this. So you're right. And you know, we can talk about the season and the fact that, you know, I think a lot of being made of, you know, the quick turnaround. But to me, it's more about the compact nature of the schedule, 72 games from December until May. Right. The fact that some of these teams like the game, remember, the Grizzlies and the Spurs had to play 40 plus games in less than I think, 65 days. Like all of those sort of things are now building up with these guys. And we're seeing soft tissue injuries. We're seeing non-contact injuries. And it sucks because a lot of seasons and, and this season's entire narrative ha has changed because of it. And, and John, you made a really good point there that kind of, you know, made me think and reconsider because, look, I'm old school, kind of get off my lawn guys sometimes here with the NBA because I'm like, well, Michael played 80 regular season games. Why can't the rest of these guys? But you made a great point there in terms of that schedule because it's so compact and it's it was a lot longer season back in the day where these games were really stretched out. So that's why you really saw that. So a good point by you. But you did mention there in the open, you also have a clipper series ticket as do i i got it after game one at plus 180 so it's kind of like okay let's go through it and work together here with this on the air what do we do to get out of this thing or do we just stand pat because it's like it's very hard from a value standpoint to say oh i just want to hedge here and lay right. close to three dollars on the utah jazz for the series because it's like you know that kind of defeats the point it's not like you're exactly getting value here so how are you approaching this 
So I'm I'm kind of on the stand pat kind of deal here, Wes. You know, a part of, I'm looking at this here, this line here today of like seven, seven and a half, and you know I think there's a slight overreaction in the market in that regard in terms of this game because look, I think when we talk about standing pat and kind of believing that the Clippers can pull this off in this series, not big picture, but just the series, Wes. Look, when I say that they found things that are replicable without Kawhi Leonard, I mean that, right? Look at what they did defensively playing a good amount of zone, switching everything, mm-hmm. not allowing these pick and rolls to really get going with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, pulling Rudy Gobert away from the basket so that your offense can start to attack within four feet. Like all of these things you can do without Kawhi Leonard, right? That's all scheme. So I think from that regard, you you feel relatively confident that, look, this is a team that we shot 40% from three of the year. We're the best three-point shooting team. Kawhi was a part of that, but there's certainly many other pieces on this team that we can still do something like this. We still have our small ball lineup that is actually kind of massive in terms of wingspan and length and size, right? Because, you know, so we're, we're, I think we're talking like 6'5 to 6'8. We still have a pretty big lineup, even when we're going small, right, in air quotes. So I still think that you're obviously not as confident, right? Just get the fact that Kawhi Leonard's not out there. But I think you saw enough in the two games that you're willing to sit back, at least I am, and go, you know what, I have this price uh, to me, and I have a really good uh, solid price considering it was plus 140 before the series started. Yes, no Kawhi Leonard, but there are still some things here that the Clippers, I believe, can kind of pull off and actually try to win this series. And we still, right, Mike Conley, the status of him for the Utah Jazz, what's going to happen there? There's still some things that work in their favor. And look, Paul George on the floor without Kawhi Leonard has been great. Still a positive net rating. Things like plus 1.7. But they've also killed the Jazz in those solo Paul George minutes in this series. And so that's something that still works in their favor. So they're not quite dead yet. And, and you made the most important part of all. What are you going to do, right, if you're in our mm-hmm. position? You're going to lay 275? So I think this is one where you're just riding this out and you're kind of hoping that the things that they discovered in the last two games, they replicate here in uh, tonight and then in the next one. And, John, you just mentioned Michael Conley Jr. He is going to miss tonight again with that hamstring injury for Game 5 for Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. So just to throw that in, but one more on the Clippers here, John. It's a lot to ask, of course, to see that historic almost performance that we saw from Kevin Durant last night, one of the great playoff performances, at least in recent memory. But now we turn to Paul George, and we've seen kind of the good and the bad of Paul George. We've seen playoff B. We saw it last time. We've also seen, uh, you know, quote-unquote punchline P or pandemic P, whatever you want to call him. He's been kind of off in some of these games. Very polarizing guy. Not to say that he can match what Durant did last night, but do you think Paul George has one of those games in him where it's like, okay, I can carry these guys on my back and we can get a win and stay in this thing? Well, but I think, Wesley, like, the cool thing about what Paul George's situation is, is he doesn't need to do that, right? Because with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving wasn't playing. Sure. James Harden is on one leg. And then you sacrifice so much of your depth to put that team together. So you're relying on the, you know, uh, Jeff Green to come in and have an incredible game. And he did. But mm-hmm. you know, like, those are the pieces you're relying upon. With Paul George, it's, I just need from you, Paul, to put together a 47, 50% shooting night, have an adequate night from three, and facilitate like you've been doing and asking the other pieces to step up, right? Marcus Morris, for example, finally breaks out of his slump in that last game, really tailed off in the second half. You need a consistent four quarters from him. Reggie Jackson has been incredible in this series from a shooting standpoint. Continue that. Wasn't really great in last game. You need to put that together like you did in game two against Utah. Nick Batum, it's the same thing. So I think that is the, at least in terms of Paul George and where he's at with what he needs to shoulder today, yes, the load is a lot greater. It's just we need more consistency out of you like you've had in the last two games and I would argue in the second half of game two 
because you are like the biggest star here, but we have the depth to kind of counteract it, right? We still have Terrence Mann to play good defensive minutes for us. We still have Luke Kennard to go out there and shoot those threes and exploit some of the, you know, the weaknesses when you go to those bench units for the Utah Jazz. So I just think, you know, like you said, you don't need 40 points from Paul George, but if you're going to give me like 27 to 30 on a really good shooting night and everybody else takes care of business, like that's what you need if you're the Los Angeles clip. Yeah, I think that's a really good call. Uh, John, do you think this line has reached its apex or, you know, is there going to be any more reaction in the market off of this news that we continue to get about the Los Angeles Clippers and the injury news to Kawhi Leonard? Right now it's at seven. And Wes has said, you know, we are seeing some seven and a halfs way out, you know, in other parts of Those the Those are now disappearing, by the way. Really? So it's pretty okay. much seven yep. across the board. So maybe maybe this is indeed the high water mark and you get some buyback at this point. It's seven in favor of Utah. Yeah, I was hoping to get seven and a half. But no, this this should be the high water mark here, Brady. Because look, at the end of the day, this Jazz team is very good. But, you know, I've asked this question about like with Mike Conley, right? We keep asking about Mike Conley when he's going to come back. You know, what are we talking about with Utah, right? We're talking about a team that is shooting 42% from three-point range in this series, right? That had Joe Ingles shooting 44% going into the last game. That had Jordan Clarkson shooting 50% from three going into that last contest, right? Donovan Mitchell is averaging well over 30 points per game. Like, they're they're operating at a really high level here offensively. So, you know, it's just that... What the Clippers have been able to do, they've been able to exploit a lot of stuff on the defensive end. They got an offensive rating of over 120. Uh, they have a net rating of plus eight. So it's the Jazz who have to make up the gap here, right? And so if Kawhi Leonard is going to be out, that gap by itself is a little bit shortened, but you still have a lot to do in your own realm in terms of the way you've been playing defensively. So no, seven, a seven and a half seemed to be the peak. You know, I saw those seven and a half pop up. I was hoping they would reach more widely available shots because I was in. Uh, but I'm still not. Uh, I'm still not out on taking seven here with the Clippers. They did a lot of things scheme-wise that I think are again you can carry over here into this game here tonight against the Utah Jazz. John, the early game on the docket tonight: Hawks and Sixers, Game Five. We did see an initial move to the Hawks yesterday. This got as low as six in the market. Six and a half now. The market low downtown at Circus Sports, but starting to see the sevens pretty much reemerge. There's a couple faraway places: seven and a half, Atlanta, Philadelphia. We know the story for Philadelphia last time out. They kind of let one get away because they were leading most of the game, but the stars didn't really show up in the second half. Joel Embiid, 0 of 12, bad shooting night. What do you expect to see out of tonight? We've seen a little tick up on the total here at 224 for game five. So, so this is pretty simple. And, uh, you know, I, you know I, how much I love analytics and all the numbers and matchups, guys. Uh, but this comes down to one question. Is Joel Embiid going 0 of 12 from the floor of the second half again? Because if that's <laughs> going to happen, right, then the Atlanta Hawks are going to be pretty live in a game like this. Uh, but if that's not going to happen, and I would bet my money on that it's not, then I think this is one that the 76ers are going to take. And, you know, when we're talking about six, that was a playable number for me. Now that we're up to seven, you know, now we've kind of reached this peak, and, and I don't want any part of this. But, look, at, at the end of the day, when it comes to Atlanta, one of the things that, that I have this weird, unwavering confidence that Phil is just going to eventually win this series is the fact that they have yet to crack this perimeter defense, guys. They had one hot shooting night, and that was in game one. But in that second half, they had absolutely nothing. And from that second half in game one all the way through to the first half of this last game, they just had nothing. And even in this game as an entirety, for the last three games, guys, the Atlanta Hawks shooting 30% from three, you're, you, you have no answers for what this perimeter defense has thrown at you for the Philadelphia 76ers. So now, if you look at what happened in that second half, you saw a whole bunch of Joel Embiid forcing the issue, some weird and bad possessions of him working in isolation, missing layups, by the way, a missed rebound from Ben Simmons. Like, there are a lot of weird things that went in the Hawks' favor. And so if we're talking about this kind of finding its level with Joel Embiid's performance from a shooting standpoint, still have no answer for him. So what's going to change? 
right? They started Kevin Herter because they needed to. They needed more shooting next to Trey Young. That didn't solve the shooting issue, and nothing is really going in that regard. And then you get back to the matchups that have been working for Philadelphia. If you still have no answer for Joel Embiid, you can't hide Trey Young on Seth Curry because Seth Curry's been brilliant and he's been drilling threes left and right. He has been abusing Trey Young in that regard. So now all these weaknesses really do start to come back to the table here for, for the Atlanta Hawks. So I, I thought six was a solid number if you wanted to play it. I didn't get in on it. Uh, I'm sitting here in, a, in a, a situation where either result works for me from a series price standpoint because I've set it up that way. But regardless, I hope that Philly wins because the payout's better for me in that regard. But I just think that what we saw in that second half was more of a blip or a bump in the road for Philadelphia as opposed to Atlanta figuring something out and shutting down Joel Embiid. And remember, Philadelphia, that you do have Tobias Harris on the floor. You can also use him and, and get him some looks. Only two shots there in the fourth quarter, Brady. I totally agree with you, John. I think this is a different animal that the Hawks are facing than the New York Knicks are the 76ers. And I totally think that uh, that was kind of a one-off for Joel Embiid, and he will rebound this evening with a great performance. I would expect it to be a, a, a team effort for Philadelphia tonight. I'm also with you that I don't necessarily want to lay the seven, and I wouldn't be surprised if they won by double digits. But looking at the prop market, you know, there's so many options available to us now as betters. I think sometimes this is a better alternative. And I'm looking at Joel Embiid, and oftentimes the toughest one to crack is the point total. That's probably the sharpest number that the books are putting up. But 29 and a half for Embiid, I think he's going over that, John. Yeah, I mean, look, Brady, if, if it's going to play out the first three games, right, then he's probably going to go over that. You know, it, it, he was a little bit more passive in game three for the most part. But I think overall, at the end of the day, what are you doing if you're Atlanta? You're either throwing Clint Capella on him, who he has shown he will body up and he will post him up. He will do whatever he wants with him regardless. Or you're going to go really small. And in that case, you're playing the go ahead and get yours. We're just going to try to outscore you in that regard. And that didn't work in this last game either. So I would agree generally, you know, usually when you look at point total props, more often than not, your value is on betting those things under because they are baked higher than they probably should be, especially for star players like Trey Young, like Joel Embiid. But at the same time, you know, Tim Murray and I talked about this the other day. You know, we could talk about value all the time in terms of betting that there is some value. Do you want to get in front of the train that is a star player, you know, exploiting a matchup that works in their favor? Because I generally don't, right? Donovan Mitchell's a great example. I think there's great value in betting those things under in terms of point totals, but sometimes greatness transcends value, and you're staring at a losing record if you've been betting those under in that series against the Clippers. So I would agree with you that in generally, like if you're going to bet it, you can go over with MB because from a matchup perspective, you know, if he, I shouldn't say if he wants to score 40, he can, but the, there is a matchup there for him to do it. John, only got about a minute left. Let's uh, turn to Thursday night's game, Brooklyn and Milwaukee. Five and a half on the Milwaukee Bucks. That seems like a decent-sized number, and I have Bucks plus one and a half games for the series. But, boy, I know, you know, you've had injuries with the Nets, and we don't know that Kyrie Irving likely not going to play, but five and a half seemed really large to me on Milwaukee. What say you? Yeah, it seemed large to me too, Wes. I took a piece of the five and a half personally. Like, I thought the three and a half factored in that Harden was injured, right? Like, he's going to play, but we like he's obviously not 100%. And I'll just say this quickly. Game three, down 0-2, back at home. Market made the Bucks three-and-a-half-point favorite. They should not have been. I thought the Nets should have been a one-point favorite. They covered that number. Sure enough, what happens at game four, they're a one-point favorite on the road. The three-and-a-half was telling you that Harden's not 100%. Up to five-and-a-half, that's something I think that's a little too strong in terms of a market move for me. So I got the five-and-a-half myself. All right, my friend, very good. What a day in the NBA. Don't take a nap or anything, John. You might miss another development here. But uh, thank you for joining us as always, buddy. Thanks, John. We can barely even get to Chris Paul, man. It's nuts. Thanks, guys. I know. (laughs) 
I hear you. All right, we'll get to that when they have a an opponent for the Western Conference Finals. Hour number two underway here on the Lombardi Line. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. We'll be right back talking more baseball on the other side here at VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. to the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM, Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you on a Wednesday, this U.S. Open Eve. And before we get out of here, Wes, we will touch on some golf. Of course, if you want to check out the long shots edition this week, Matt Eumann's in studio, as he always is for the major championships. Really good episode with Rick Gaiman as our guest and also Nick Bogdanovich. Go to vcin.com slash podcast to get you ready for the U.S. Open, which begins tomorrow in San Diego. Let's uh, get back to the diamonds here, Wes. 
Pass, and we've got a game, a nooner, at Coors Field between the Padres and the Colorado Rockies, 12-10 Pacific, 3-10 Eastern time. And the Padres have really been struggling as of late, and they just can't solve the Rockies. But I'm going to go back to the well with them today again, and they're getting the money here. I was able to get them at minus 172 here at BetMGM, all the way up to minus 200 on Blake Snell and the Friars. And he'll face Kyle Freeland and the Rockies again at Coors Field today. What a difference between the Colorado Rockies at home and on the road. And Blake Snell also has had real struggles on the road. He has. Uh, you you look and maybe see that some positive regression is coming, though. 497 on the ERA, 345 on the XBIP, about a run and a half difference. Of course, this is in Colorado at Coors Canaveral. So sometimes <laughs> those numbers won't, the regression, at least to the positive, won't always show necessarily in this ballpark. But Cal Freeland, has not had a lot of work this year. Nine on the ERA, so not a lot of starts this year. Has been batted around in his limited action so far this season. Total now up to 12. Usually in terms of a game day under, I would be looking at an under for a getaway game. It's not a getaway game, though, for Colorado. They stay on the homestand here. And the number has moved up to 12, and I can't really disagree with it. So I have not bet this game as of yet, but if I'm going anywhere, I'm going over the total. Yeah, it's amazing. Amazing. 12, and you're thinking about the over. I hear you. That thin air up in the high country of Colorado. Let's go back down to the Atlanta Braves here. This is an afternoon start, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, and a wild game with the Red Sox on Tuesday night. They will take on the Bo Sox again here this evening, and it'll be Garrett Richards versus Ian Anderson. And the Braves are a home favorite, up to minus 155. Nine is your total, Wes. Boston had struggled a little bit for the offense the last week and a half or two weeks, but definitely got it going with uh, 10 runs last night. When you look at Boston, some of their numbers, a team that hits as well as this team, their on-base percentage is just 316, which is very low for a team that hits. I kind of found that wild when I saw that at first. And also dead last in the league in terms of walks at 7%. So these guys are free swingers a little bit, and you can get them to load up the strikeouts. Now, if they put the barrel on the the, the barrel on the ball, then they're going to hit a lot around the yard. But if you look at Richards right now, his command's been a little bit off. His walk rate is 4.35 per nine innings his walks and hits per innings pitch or whip is 1.59 so I think Richards with these control issues against this Atlanta team that's bats are starting to pick up and that's what you're seeing with some of these totals as the ballpark as the weather heats up balls are going to fly a little bit more out of the yard Ian Anderson has still continued his solid uh, uh, deal really at the top of the Braves staff. Braves kind of shaky in the middle to the bottom part of the starting rotation, and they got to work that out. But I'm, I think I'm with you here because I think we landed on both sides. I do like the Atlanta Braves here. Yeah, I was able to get minus 150, and a little bit of money's come in on them. I'm certainly fine with minus 155, and I agree with you uh, on the Garrett Richards breakdown there. It's a little bit of fade, uh, a fade of him for me in this play. I bet on the Yankees on Tuesday, and that one was a sweat. They did get home over the Blue Jays. 6-5, to five, I believe, was the final. Just barely getting there, but uh, it is a winner, and I'm going to go back to the pinstripers today with Garrett Cole. This is a 4.07 Pacific start, 7.07 p.m. Eastern time. Garrett Cole versus the Blue Jays and Ross Stripling. 
and kind of a cheap price, it looks like, on the mm-hmm. surface for Garrett Cole, right? At minus 165, I went ahead and laid minus 160. And Stripling was solid his last time out in the start in Boston where they got a win. But if you look at some of the metrics and the more advanced numbers, 43.6 hard hit rate. And he's also given up some home runs here, 1.7 home runs per nine innings. That's not a, a, a very good idea here against any team, even though the Yankees have been struggling. They've been about league average average in terms of against right-handed pitching, but you got to think over the last five games, the Yankees are averaging 5.4 runs a game. So maybe the bats are starting to come around a little bit for the pinstripers. Might be time to look at the futures market on New York. Mm -hmm. You said you were interested if it got to a certain price. Yes. Yes. All right. Guess what we get to do next? College baseball world series. We're going to talk hockey with Lou Finicaro. He is also a maven when it comes to the baseball down in Omaha, the College Baseball World Series coming up. We'll talk about both of them with Lou Finicaro next on the Lombardi Line. any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today. Don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and the Lombardi Line with VEASAN Best Bets. Download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. They're all free and available now at VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you and we bring in the man for all seasons. It's Lou Finicaro. You can follow him on Twitter at GamBlue. He contributes to our digital publication Point Spread Weekly covering UFC. Of course, he is an expert on playoff hockey and guess what? He also loves to talk College World Series hailing from Nebraska, Mr. Finicaro. So we've got the tournament starting. The Elite Eight we've whittled down to the final eight that are on their way to own Omaha, and they will get underway in the tournament this Saturday. Do you have now? Vanderbilt is the favorite here at BetMGM. Do you have a couple of teams that you have your eye on early before we get into the thick of things here? Well, I, I did actually. I released four teams last week prior to the Super Regionals, with the expectation of gobbling up value on prices. Then knowing they were would not be available as we got into this week. Vanderbilt currently uh, plus 200 or so. I'm seeing plus 175 on your screen. I published Vanderbilt at plus 600, Texas at plus 600, and Virginia at 22 to 1. Uh, Also posted Texas Tech, and Stanford came in, looked really impressive, and blew them out of the Super Regional. So I entered the College World Series down a unit, but I have three teams poised to make competitive runs. 
And Lou, right on, right on the money there with Vanderbilt. Of course, they are the series favorite in terms of the overall at plus one seventy-five. When you've got Rocker and you've got Jack Leiter that you can put out there, just a great pitching staff. But I want to mention a team that you kind of briefly touched on there, and that's the Stanford Cardinal. And now you're seeing them at nine to one. They went down to Texas Tech, and if you know anything about that ballpark down there in Lubbock, that's a hitter-friendly ballpark, and they shut those guys down. I was very impressed they were kind of the team that impressed me the most because I had a little bit lower expectations on them but now you're seeing them they're getting NC State at least in the first game and they've been the dark horse of course they knocked out number one Arkansas down there in Fayetteville on Sunday night what do you make of the Stanford Cardinal and do you see nine to one is still good value on these guys uh, yes if I take away the positions that I made last week and look at this slate as I see it right now uh, I have to say that I, I value Arizona as a pack team higher than I do Stanford. But in Stanford and North Carolina State, you're getting two teams, North Carolina State, as hot as any baseball team the last quarter of the season. And Stanford going down and doing what they did to Texas Tech was jaw-dropping. Stanford, as well as Vanderbilt, you also have to give another little half a turn of premium to because of the intelligence and intellect of those kids. But yet, Vandy gets another turn of the screw because not only were they in Omaha two Did we lose the feed there? We got a freeze, yep. Oh, bummer there, but uh, that was great. And, and I like where you guys were headed with Stanford and NC State, really the two darlings of the tournament mm-hmm. right now. You mentioned the Wolfpack, of course, knock off the number one seed of the Super Regional, the Arkansas Razorbacks. They were ranked number one in the country. And then you have the Cardinal. Do you have a team in that bracket, Stanford versus NC State? Would you prefer one or the other? I would prefer Stanford, but then, of course, that top, that left side of the bracket is NC State, Stanford, and then the five versus four that both made it out as seeded teams in the Supers, that being Arizona and Vanderbilt. And then the other side of the ledger is Virginia and Tennessee and Mississippi State and Texas. I tend to like Texas more than Mississippi State. Mississippi State plays in also a hitter-friendly ballpark down there in Starkville. We saw some really high-scoring games with them in Notre Dame, but I think Texas just has a little bit too much for them. Texas rallied to beat South Florida in that first game and then ended up sweeping USF in the series. So, yeah, Stanford would be, if you don't have any positions right now, they might be my value team down the board at 9-1. to I think that they have a tougher row to hoe, though, going against the winner of Arizona or Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, the rightful favorite, as I mentioned, Cayman Rucker and also Jack Leiter, when you can start those guys back-to-back. I wish I would have gotten on on Lou's price of six to one at Vanderbilt. I would really like that ticket. Now you're getting them at plus one seventy five. I think the rightful favorite, but I'm looking at my screen here. There are some markets that have Arizona actually as the favorite in game one on Saturday night. Wow, over Vanderbilt, yes. huh? That that is really interesting. Now, now these are mostly far away places. I haven't seen individual games posted yet here in Las Vegas. Of course, BetMGM does have the odds to win the College World Series up, but uh, yeah, I was a little bit surprised to see Arizona's favorite. But Arizona did impress me. I thought Mississippi might get them in an upset, and they did take them three games, but Arizona bombed them out on Sunday night.
Well, you know why Lou uh, likes him. He's a wild cat himself. But of course. Do, you, do you have any investment? Did did you do anything during the round of Super Regionals, or have you done anything yet now with the final eight? I haven't played any futures. I was just basically going game by game from this standpoint. One thing now that you get to TD Ameritrade Park and what I was going to ask Lou, this is not the old days of Rosenblatt Stadium, Brady. Mm-hmm. If you remember mm-hmm. those old College World Series where the ball tended to really fly out the yard, I remember when my alma mater, Indiana, got there a few years ago, first time they ever got there, you had to really crank one to get a ball out of the ballpark in in that TD Ameritrade Park. So that's why you see these totals a little bit lower. I don't know if it's going to be as pronounced this time, but you've certainly got a couple low totals for that Sunday game at nine, 11 and a half for the Saturday games. I know our friend Stanford Steve is fired up about the College World Series. He's been all over Twitter rooting on his uh, alma mater, the Cardinal, and I'm fired up as well. It all starts on Saturday and goes throughout the weekend down in Omaha, Nebraska, the College World Series. We'll get uh, try and get Lou back on for the next segment and see if we can get some hockey opinions out of him. He made a great call with what he did on the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Islanders. After the Islanders took that game one, he said absolutely he was all in on Tampa Bay. It was at what was basically a pick em price. He's really been high on this Tampa Bay Lightning team, so that worked out well in his favor. I wonder what he's done with VGK and the Montreal Canadiens West. He's really been a backer of VGK. He was one of the few guys that liked them to beat Colorado in that series. He was right on that one. I don't know what he has done ever since then, if he has a future on them or if he's played them and laid the big price against the Montreal Canadiens. Again, we'll try and get Lou back on Skype here when we return on the other side. And before we go, Wes and I, we promise we will talk a little golf here. The U.S. Open getting underway in about 20 hours from now. They will tee it up at Torrey Pond. 6.45 a.m. Pacific time, 9.45 a.m. Eastern is when they will put a peg in the ground and get the 121st edition started on Thursday. We'll be right back with more right here on the Lombardi line at VSIN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. 
So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. into 100 if you wager on the Dodgers or the Phillies. Bet MGM if either team hits a home run. Just use the bonus code VSIN100 when you sign up with the King of Sportsbooks and get ready for showtime. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and make sure to use the promo code VSIN100. It's a new customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C or West Virginia only. Please gamble responsibly if you have a problem. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 800-889-9789 in Tennessee. And 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. The promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Welcome back to the Lombardi Line. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. And we are rejoined by our man, Lou Finnecaro. And Wes, you, uh, when we lost Lou there on the feed, you were asking him about the Stanford Cardinal. Yeah, and they are 9-1, to one, as I mentioned, in terms of uh, maybe there could be some value here unless you're already invested. They're getting NC State, who knocked out Arkansas, who's the number one seed. But Lou, I know, likes the other two teams kind of in that left side of the bracket, that being the Arizona Wildcats, bear down, and also the Vanderbilt Commodores, who are the favorite. So I was wondering what Lou's projections were on this Stanford team who shut down a very potent Texas Tech lineup in a hitter's park down in Lubbock. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, it's a great question, Wes. Uh, Stanford, to me, um, it, it, I, I'm really trying to determine which team with the momentum between them and NC State will move beyond. Is NC State so exhausted emotionally after going to Arkansas and beating them that they have anything left and it, it was their goal to get to the College World Series? I know Stanford's been here before. They've won it. In fact, the coach of Stanford won it in 19, uh, won it previously when Marcus was the coach for Stanford. So he knows his way around Omaha. I don't think Stanford uh, or NC State or either uh, either teams that I'm looking at. In fact, I think it's those two teams and the stylistic approach of Arizona that make it very interesting and somewhat advantageous for Vanderbilt because Vanderbilt is built with uh, complete pitching and they're a complete team. All defensive stats and offensive strat- stats that I track for the College World Series, which does not include slugging or home runs. We're talking about singles, average, on-base percentage, doubles. Uh, just as you mentioned, uh, that Arizona comes from a huge cavern- cavernous field and they will play in a field just like 
they play at home, and they're going to have tremendous advantages being a complete offensive juggernaut. And what they do against Rocker is going to be very, very interesting. But I think it's Vanderbilt or Arizona in that bracket that I would lean to above Stanford myself, Wes. All right. Very good stuff. Can't wait for that to get going this weekend. Lou, let's shift over to the ice. We have game two tonight at the Fortress at T-Mobile. The Vegas Golden Knights hosting the Montreal Canadiens up one to nothing in the series. They won game one, four to one. The Canadiens really threatened. They came out of the gate. They pushed Flurry early. They almost had one in the net, but it didn't work out. Vegas kind of weathered that storm and settled into their game, and it seemingly kind of won handily. Uh, wasn't too difficult after that first 10 minutes of push by Montreal. How are you setting up game number two, Lou? The Vegas Golden Knights, about minus 260 on the money line. Five is your total heavily juiced, uh, juiced to the over. Yeah, and that total open five and a half heavily juiced to the under. So, you know, I, I think if you see this as a Canadians type of a game, you have to go under. If you see it as a Knights kind of game, I think you have to lean to maybe some goals. And listen, the Canadians must score first in order to get their, you know, steal on steel uh, defense going. And and really, they weren't able to do that. That's what that first 10 minutes was. A Oh no, Lou! Yeah, he's over two. the the Skype uh, The Skype <laughs> is uh, is uh, not working today. I, you know what? It, it could be the heat. We're obviously having a, an excessive heat wave here, and not only in Las Vegas, but down where he is in Phoenix. So Arizona. why didn't I take my vacation at this point? I'm trying to plan this. It's like, okay, when am I going to take these off days? You know, and I should have done it this week. It's like 115 in June. I know it's hot, and I know you get. And I basically tell people you get about several weeks of misery out here, but otherwise it's pretty good. Well, this is atypical. Yes. And I think you know that. Yes. We would normally be about 100, 102, and uh, it, it is pretty crazy right now all over the Southwest. But we're supposed to get back down to normal next week. So, Wes, let's take uh, let's talk some golf. Unfortunately, we didn't get uh, Lou Finicaro there and his opinion tonight on the Vegas Golden Knights and the Montreal Canadiens. He did set it up, though. He said mm-hmm. Montreal, they've got to score first, and then they settle into their defensive physical game. Uh, if they don't do that, then this uh, looks to be controlled by the Vegas Golden Knights. The U.S. Open begins tomorrow. Uh, talk to me about how you handicapped this course and why you landed on the players that you did. Yeah, and when I look at this, it's basically, I think that this should play like you're more typical U.S. Open mm-hmm. is what I would say because you are going to get the thick rough. It's going to be three to five inches. You're going to get relatively narrow fairways. This is going to be a longer course. This is going to play about 7,600 yards uh, plus. Plus, this is also, when you look at it, it's now a par 71 this week, yes. not a par 72. One of the long, the par fives got converted to a long par four. So definitely keep that in mind. So 284 through 72 holes is going to be your par score. So keep that in mind also when you're looking at maybe what the winning final score is going to be. So look, what I looked at it in terms of stats, I looked at strokes gained off the tee. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was very important. And then I also wanted to go, because strokes gained off the tee not only 
measures your distance, but a little bit of your accuracy as well. And total driving is another stat that you can do that too, that basically adds your distance plus your accuracy mark. But then I did want to put a little bit more premium on distance. So I went driving distance gained as well. You always have to look at approach. You always have to be good with your irons at the U.S. Open. So I include that pretty much every week. Strokes gained par four, 450 to 500 yards because you got five of those holes on this course. And then I think you also got to look on the greens. We have POA on with greens. So when when you have these POA greens, which you basically see – mostly on the West Coast and also a little bit in the Northeast, but there's different little nuances. I don't want to get into the total uh, uh, horticulture here in terms of (laughs) uh, explaining that and really get knee-deep in the weeds. But uh, looking at guys that putt very well on West Coast POA, so you're looking at guys that have played well at Riviera, Mm -hmm. also looking at Pebble Beach and that kind of circle of courses that they play for that event, Silverado where they play the uh, 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 Fries Open, there in September and also here at Torrey Pines. Yep. No, I'm with you. And I was just looking up uh, total driving here on tour. And number one is a guy that you were on mm-hmm. is Scotty Scheffler. And and I, I love Scheffler, one of my favorite players, one of the young guns on tour. And uh, Scheffler is a guy that I was on at the PGA Championship last year at Harding Park. He ended up in the final pairing. He didn't win the thing, but... That's the type of game I think you need at a golf course like Harding Park or Torrey Pines where both distance and accuracy are important. And I'm with you. I lean towards the distance a little more so. And if you look at Scotty Scheffler, his his distance rank is 35th. His accuracy rank is a little bit lower at 41st. Mm -hmm. So... You know, you you look at guys that rank high in total driving, like, say, a Brian Stewart or a Brian Harmon. They're really high on accuracy, but not so much on difference. I kind of like the other formula where it's a little higher on distance than it is in accuracy. Yeah, because you don't want to hit these really long approach shots and have to be so precise with your irons here. And what you mentioned about total driving, Scotty Scheffler, number one on the list. I have him 54 to one. Tough to break your maiden in a major championship, but it's not like it's never been done before. And then right below him is the tournament favorite, John Rahm, number two in total driving. I also have Jason Kokrak on my card, added Dustin Johnson. So those are guys, Victor Hovland, all in the top 10 in terms of total driving. I just think that that's going to be so important this week. You just don't want to get it in that deep stuff. I know we saw Bryson kind of bomb and gouge it last year, and maybe he does it again. There are some people that are picking Bryson, even though when we talked to Nick Bogdanovich at William Hill last night on Long Shots, he said, Bryson just not generating the interest this week. Rory McIlroy not generating the interest. They're getting, of course, a couple guys that Matt Eumanns, I, and you have. The the Tony Finaus and the Xander Schauffele's are also getting interest. But there are some guys there at the top of that board that I think betters are pretty lukewarm on right now. Well, you talked about uh, Scotty Scheffler as one of your guys, and you may, you know, breaking your maiden, getting your first victory on the PGA Tour. Will it come in a major championship? I think it probably did him a lot. Of good to be in that final pairing with DJ at the PGA mm-hmm. Championship last year. That certainly gives him a couple of battle scars. Also there. in the mix at the Memorial. I know the yep. big story was Rom withdrawal and you cashing that Patrick Cantlay <laughs> over Colin Morikawa in the playoff, but people kind of forgot Scotty Scheffler was there in third and fourth behind those guys. So that's a big boy event with big boy players. 11 of the top 15 in the world were there, and obviously a major championship. You're going to get a world class field across the board. So I know he hasn't gotten a victory yet, but we know that it's coming. And I think that 
you know, he's shown some metal against, he could proved he can compete against these top guys. I think he's got a great shot and probably better than a 55 to one shot in my mind, probably more like a 40 to one shot. or Yeah. So I thought there Shepard. was some value. Now, some of the value we know has been extracted out of some of these guys. Like I've seen Tony Finau as low as 20 to one, the, the course, the form, you can't argue at this course, but like, I think it was at William Hill actually that Tony Finau's price is lower than Rory McIlroy's for a major man. That's that. That's uh, maybe Rory McIlroy is the guy we're all ignoring this week, but I did like Fino. I couldn't ignore the form here. He's played so well at Torrey Pines pretty much his entire career. Yeah, he absolutely has. Never finished worse than 24th here in seven tries at the Farmers Insurance Open, which, of course, is held at Torrey Pines in January. I landed on Fino, Xander Shoffley, Patrick Cantley, Webb Simpson I got at 50 to 1, took a long bomb with Charlie Hoffman at 150 to 1, Lee Westwood at 170 and also a long shot with Ryan Palmer. That is going to do it for us and the Lombardi line. Next up, it's the Nuts with Mike Palm and Amal Shah live from downtown Las Vegas at the Circa Resort and Casino. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Have a great rest of the week. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.